You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the Practice Report. It is brought to you by Byers Auto, Ohio State now through six practices of spring. Time is flying. Uh, getting pretty deep into this already. Near the midway point, they will get there on Thursday, and then they will have Student Appreciation Day on Saturday. Today we got to talk, uh, well first we got to see about 30 minutes of open viewing period. Very educational. And then super educational graduate level courses with Ryan Day, Jim Knowles, and Kevin Wilson. Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham, and me, Austin Ward. We're going to dive in to all of that. A lot to process, Berm. It's so much football talk, yeah. man. I mean, it's it's so <laughs> it's just different. When you know we get to watch a lot of football, and it's, we're fortunate. But if you get a chance to really hear football coaches talk football, like Ryan yeah. Day and Kevin Wilson and, and Jim Knowles, like those guys are having, as you said, I mean, in jest sort of, but those are next level conversations yes. about the game. And and you what what you heard really was coaches that are excited about what they're seeing and i don't want to pump it too pump it up too much at six practices into into spring but they seem very very happy with where this program is right now especially considering where they could be based on on the way last season ended uh in a disappointing manner so i think that's for me the takeaway like these guys are i don't think it's lip service that they're really happy where the team is but obviously you had a long way to go yeah ryan day said we're right where we need to be that's that's basically all you need to know right now and and we learned a lot, you know, whether it's the you know, starting five offensive linemen, you know, Kevin Wilson kind of named them. You talked about who's playing nickel, who's playing deep safety, where Jim Knowles wants certain guys. You know, we learned that the Leo doesn't exist yet because you can't be the Leo without becoming the Jack. So we got the Jack right now. And so wait, is that like a Pokemon? I was not when that happened. You have to be the king of the jungle before you can be the Jack. Even though the lion hangs the out Leo. on the savanna. I don't that's know. another story. It was a lot so of it's like it's, an evolution. I think Jim Knowles is messing with us. Okay. Like he's trying to yeah. have a little bit yeah. of fun. Like, oh well first you guys thought it was going to be the Jack and then I called it the Leo and now I flipped it after six practices and good luck trying Absolutely. to figure it out. And who's the adjuster? Who knows? <laughs> but maybe we'll never know. I'm adjusting because I don't understand what the hell we're talking about. So for right now, I'm you just know. a bandit stealing money covering football. <laughs> oh no. Oh boy. Well, we got them all <laughs> in the show. But you did, we, there was so much to take in. It's almost impossible to break down, you know, like what we learned about this practice and do a full practice report because we could probably stand here and talk for an hour about what they said. But like you guys said, these are like doctorate level courses that these guys are trying to give to, you know, people who are just trying to understand exactly where things are going. Yeah, but you know, the th we, what we did learn was they kind of rolled in that Leo package to a certain extent, a little bit more extensively today, for example, and that Jack as I called him, Jack the Jack Sawyer is one of those guys in the running for it. We know Cade Stover is not, <laughs> not <laughs> at least currently. right now, yeah. not currently, because he switched back over to uh, tight end. But, uh, you know, I'm just intrigued because uh, uh, this time uh, in December, I guess it wouldn't be this time in December, but about, yeah, about this time of the month in December, 
they didn't seem to have enough linebackers to put enough linebackers on the field in the Rose Bowl. Now they're talking about a glut at linebacker, yeah. uh, which is interesting. And last spring game, Knowles, they were playing a long snapper at linebacker. Right, exactly. In December, they were moving a tight end to linebacker, and right. yet today they're telling them, we got too many linebackers. Right, <laughs> you got a running. We got two running backs, uh, former running backs, vying for uh, maybe playing a lot at linebacker, as we know now with Steel Chambers and Chip Trainum, uh, the transfer. But uh, it's just interesting to me how things have just just changed in like a half a year, and just also from a mental attitude things. I mean, Jim Knowles really likes the effort he's seeing out there on defense, and uh, I think that uh, shows. In terms of personnel, obviously the biggest development uh, for Ohio State today was that Kate Stover was back wearing a different color jersey and back on the offensive side of the football and back at tight end. Uh, other than about a four-month sort of cameo, one month for the Rose Bowl, and then going through winter workouts in the first four practices of spring at linebacker, he's still been focused on tight end and developing there. So I don't. it's not as if he's starting over from scratch or hasn't got this built-in stuff, but it's significant for a couple of reasons. And I think when we mentioned this uh, in the Letterman Lounge on Monday, the question, well, does this mean that he just wasn't able to compete at linebacker? Well, we know that there's a log jam. It's going to be difficult for anyone to win a top job at Leo Jack or one of those two spots, especially with Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers playing very well yep. uh, so far in camp. And then you look, we talked about inexperienced butt talent at tight end. Well, if you need a veteran, if you need someone who can handle the physical part of the game and inline blocking, Kid Stover's obviously going to bring that. And he probably has a clearer path to playing time, and he probably has recognized that through six practices. I won't speak for him, but it's not as if there's panic at either side and indecision. Cade Stover's going to say what's best for him, yeah. and Ohio State's going to let him uh, find that role. And eventually, though, both of them need to say, this has got to be it. Uh, coaches here told me two years ago they thought Cade Stover could be an NFL tight end. I think they still believe that. I just think Cade Stover is an athlete that could be an NFL athlete no matter where he plays. But it's clear to me that if you look at the tight ends, and Kevin Wilson talked about it extensively on Tuesday morning, is that there's not really a guy that you can put out there and trust that he's going to help secure the offensive line as a blocker. Joe Royer is athletic. I mean, he's learning how to block. G. Scott's athletic, learning how to block. Mitch Rossi's a, a fullback. Uh, Sam Hart's not ready to, to be that guy. Bennett Christian's not. Cade Stover's 260 pounds, and you need to have someone out there that can, can be that guy. Ohio State, whether fans love it or not, they want to play that 12 personnel. They want two tight ends, and Cade Stover makes the most sense as the option opposite Joe Royer. Now, to me, I think the most interesting thing about that is at that Jack position, Jack, Leo, whatever, is that clearly it seems like that is a battle between Jack Sawyer and Mitchell Melton, who... Mitch, even in the class of 2020, was sort of overlooked, not as a guy, or 20, 2019, sorry, wasn't even a guy that people really talked a lot about. Right. There was a lot of buzz around his name last spring before he got hurt. And to hear that he sort of pushed himself into that very uh, almost direct competition with Jack Sawyer for that spot, I think is really interesting. Absolutely. And you, there's a lot of different guys who could fit a hybrid role here. But as long as we're talking about, you know, the defensive end, linebacker spot, you know, those guys just seem to fit. And Mitchell Melton, you know, I thought last year he had a chance to really do something special and push for playing time when everybody was young. And you think about what he could have added to this defense with guys who were inexperienced and you were rotating all kinds of guys. He could have really, you know, put his name on this defense as one of the guys who could be a, a real breakout star this year. And to see him 
have an ACL injury, a, a, a yeah. brutal knee injury, and to come back from it and now be listed as the silver bullet of the day, which I thought was interesting today. Jim Knowles talking about that. And to be, you know, the guy who's being named with JT Tuivaloa and Jack Sawyer and some of these, you know, really high level, like five-star type of guys, this shows you the ceiling that Mitchell Melton has. He could be a, yeah. a special player in this Ohio State defense. They're already thinking along because, you know, the first practice, the first practice where they were not in pads and stuff uh, for spring way back when, uh, he he and Jack Sawyer were standing up a few times. You could see mm -hmm. already what they were thinking. This hadn't been an, a development that's just happened in the last few days. But to show, to be to be put there, but then show you have the ability to play that position is going to be is going to be huge for him. And I, I you really like his upside. It's really interesting too. Like you pointed out in the op practice observations at LettermanRoad.com. I mean Josh Proctor out there at least doing some drills. That's big time for this for this defense. In the meantime, you've got some guys stepping up in that safety in those those three safety spots not the least of whom was ronnie hickman who uh you know uh, uh jim knowles raved about him again today just the, his savvy his football savvy and an ability to get up in there and make some things happen i'm just I, I, we've talked about this a bunch there are a lot of guys that paid dues last year or didn't get to play last year are now going to be stepping up and it's it's a total different i don't know bunch of yeah. building blocks for this defense and, and Jim Knowles, you agree? Brim, there was somebody mentioned at nickel cornerback. Yeah. Who's that? His name is Cameron Martinez. Martinez. There's there's a lot of guys on this <laughs> team that, that can play really good football. <laughs> and, and it's just about finding out what the best fit is. And, and it's almost like a line change in hockey at this point. If you're looking at the, the, the way that they can rotate in defensive linemen, we still <laughs> don't talk about Zach Harrison and Tyler Friday and Javante Jean-Baptiste. There's a lot of dudes on this team that are, are getting a chance to play. <laughs> Tanner McAllister at safety, Ronnie Hickman, Josh Proctor, Lathan Ransom when he comes back. <clears throat> I mean, Bryson Shaw started every game last year except for one, and no one talks about yeah, him. No and and about we him. haven't said his name in, in three weeks, and I don't think it's fair to el eliminate him from the discussion of saying, this guy can, can't play. or like He started every game. He got he got much better by the he end had, of the year. He had a, a couple rough outings, and, and he got better. And that, that's the way last year was. And I think you just have to expect that this spring is really about finding the puzzle pieces that fit best together and saying, hey, if Ronnie's out here, maybe we can do this with with uh, with Mitch. If yeah. if Bryson's out here, maybe we need to have, um, you know, Reed Carrico over here. Like, there's a lot of I – mean, he's, he's a guy whose name was brought up today multiple yeah. times. It's just it, – it is, it is very deep on this – roster right now and a, lot, and a lot of it is going to be much more subtle than what we're talking about with Cade Stover or to a lesser extent Mitchell Melton like legend Cavazos I know from conversations last week and uh, we saw his father out for pro day like legend had been working in that nickel spot and he's in there in that mix with Cameron Martinez and Tanner McAllister so sometimes it can be as simple as okay well you have four cornerbacks here, you know that those four are going to be in the rotation. What does that mean for Legend Cavazos, who I've been critical of his play uh, and practice habits and, and weight room work in the past? Clearly, he's a different guy, I think, this spring or, or coming off this winter, and you can see that. So what does that mean? If he's not in the top four, well, maybe he can transition a little bit and play and help in that nickel role, and I maybe that'll fit. We'll see. Tanner McAllister's got that first crack at it, and he's got his black stripe off. He's giving some of that veteran know-how, the ability to translate uh, Jim Knowles to the rest of these guys. But, <laughs> yeah. but then you're talking about Legend Cavazos and, and to Berm's point, he and Cameron Martinez, who are both, you know, pretty high-level athletes and were coveted by Ohio State for good reason during their recruitment. So, this is a time of experimentation. 
Uh, it's a time of getting the fundamentals right. And you have to figure out what's the best path forward. Sometimes it's much more obvious. Like the offensive line? It seems obvious, right? Like that's one spot where we we know the five. I mean, that's going to be yeah. the five guys. And I wanted to ask about it today. And we talked about it a little bit on Letterman Live. But like this line should be better than last year, despite the fact that no one would look at last year's five offensive linemen and, and criticize any one of them individually or say, hey, that guy doesn't belong as a starter because they all did, but just maybe not how they were yeah. organized. Me- meaning now the way they fit. Right. The fit is better with the two true guards. And it's not a knock on Thayer Munford or a knock on having Paris Johnson at guard or, or anyone else. But you lose two NFL players in Thayer Munford and Nick Petit Frere, and this line should be better. So sometimes, like I'm saying, it's just about how the pieces fit together. It's the sum of the parts. You know, they just didn't seem to mesh last year. When you get a guy who's as smart and as physically ready as Donovan Jackson beside a Dewan Jones or beside a Paris Johnson, who's, you know, a surefire, can't miss going to be probably first round pick and then you've got a second year Luke Whipler beside two guards instead of playing next to two tackles and then trying to get the footwork of guard down everything just seems to be meshing together already through six practices better than when we looked out there in the fall in August and said is that Thayer Munford at guard yeah. and yeah. so it just seems like everything's already starting to come together and 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 the sum of the parts just seems to be a lot better it looks a lot better, and I think it's going to look a lot better on the yeah. field. Yes, yeah. you know, and in past that, ISGM knows, is there a guy that's flashed to him from the offensive side of the ball because he gets to watch them every day when he watches video. And, and, of course, he basically funneled back down to C.J. Stroud the way this guy in 7-on-7 just finds that little weak spot and uh, delivers the ball, et cetera. And, and we, all, we heard Kevin Wilson gush about him, too. Uh, it, it appears that C.J. Stroud is even making strides <laughs> this year or this this spring Strouds. and yeah no. stride stroud strides uh <laughs> but uh, i'm gonna write about that because i mean it's just everything you can always get better but it's just amazing because people are talking about cj stroud now as maybe the yeah. elite quarterback in the nation and uh i think he has a chance to be there i think that we have a tendency and i know commenters have mentioned it, like it's easy to get hyperbolic in the spring sure i can only speak for this from what we saw last spring to this spring I don't see a lot of confusion out here in the in the periods we're getting to watch. And last spring, there was a lot of I don't know. There was where do I fit? This this group seems extremely like razor focused. I, you know, I, laser some, razor some of <laughs> laser face laser razor face. sharp laser focused. Yes, and some of this is like is going to be similar. If we're talking about individual talent, I mean Zach Harrison has always been physically gifted, so. Last March or April, we were going to be saying this is the ceiling, this is the potential for him. But you know, a lot of those guys didn't realize that because of what we're talking about—the schematics, uh, the the personnel sub packages. None of it made a ton of sense to watch or for them to play. And that's just calling it like it is. That the they didn't put together a plan that was effective to maximize that potential that everyone could see on this field. So yeah, you would look at that roster 1 through 85 last spring and we'd stand out here and say, well, this is a really freaking talented team. And they were, but they didn't maximize that. And they are only six practices into this now. We don't know what it's gonna look like on September 3rd and beyond, if they will. But it certainly seems like there's more work being done to define roles and find the best fit, which they're not gonna force Cade Stover to play a position he doesn't want to. They're not gonna force Mitchell Melton or Legend Cavazos or anyone else, Donovan Jackson, Paris Johnson, there has to be buy-in on that. 
And that wasn't even necessarily what the issue was last year, but it, there wasn't a clearly defined and executed plan. Yeah. What they're doing right now, it seems, is laying that out. They've, they're not going to stay static in the same position every single day. They're going to make sure that that work is ongoing. But I think when you're talking about Mitchell Melton from day one, we'd see him as soon as special teams individual work was done. He's going straight to that corner right down there with Larry Johnson and the Rushman. Yep. That was to get him ready for this Leo Jack position. Jack Sawyer, you know that that work is being done because they envisioned him in that role. He's at, he was asked, uh, Jim Knowles specifically about JT Tuimolau. Could he play the Jack Leo? They're not doing that with him. Could he play that role? Yes. Will he? They're not making any sort of preparations for that. So they have, they have people it doesn't suited to play that, and role. it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. to to make these moves recklessly. Yes, and I think that everything they've done so far is with a purpose. Now, that's going to be only revealed in hindsight when we get to the end of the year. Yeah, did they exactly. execute that plan? But I think I'm, my feeling is through six practices, you can see what it actually is more clearly than you could a year ago. You, you know what's interesting? I think the Jim Knowles defense uh, is fairly. It's not simple-minded. It's a fairly simple idea uh, of just making the offensive line wonder what the heck is going on, make the quarterback wonder what the heck is going on. And he hit the nail on the head today when he was talking about it. He goes, 707, he goes, you know, wow, C.J. Stroud and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., all those guys running around, it's tough. Yeah. But when you throw those four guys in there with their hands down, maybe one standing up, eventually mm -hmm. uh it's a total different game because talik williams is coming off the ball right now michael hall these guys we've all written about or will write about uh you know zach harrison etc they're coming off the ball there they're becoming a force like they talked about becoming halfway through the rose bowl last year they've gotten that little bit bit in their mouth down they're coming after it and it's 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 that's really going to set the tone one way or the other for how good this defense ends up being. It almost seems like last year, you know, going back to last spring versus this spring and some just some of the observations, it seems like last year there was all the parts to build like the best, like your dream home. And there's just not a blueprint for it. You're, you're you got all the parts. You're it's gonna, like something from Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> you get a great box and you're like, I, I don't know how to put it together. You just yeah. throw the directions out and you're like, OK, we're going to figure this out. And everything's going to come together. Somebody stole eventually. the screw package. Yeah. This year, it seems like they've got all these parts to build the dream house, and they've got one blueprint of like, okay, this is what it's going to look like. This is how it's going to get done. There might be a couple interchangeable parts, but that is the vision for how this is going to go. And, you know, I like to make analogies, and I think that one kind of fits this because Jim Knowles is talking about, like you said, Austin, JT Twin Law could play that role. Why would you do that if you've got Jack Sawyer and Mitchell Melton to, to do that? You know, like, no, why just, would you do that if, J if JT Tumaloa is your best d defensive end on the other side? Yeah. Absolutely. Just don't so yeah. it's just, it just, everything seems to be, I don't know, I don't want to downplay the what the coaches did chemistry. last year. Mm. There feels like a different chemistry. It also right feels now. like there's a plan. That's the big word, I think. Uh, uh, so the it, plan. I like it, the it's, plan. Uh, you know, again, we get hyperbolic at spring. We want to talk about what's happening, but. There does just feel like a, a different energy. Maybe it's Jim Knowles and his sort of karmic mysticism. Uh, mysticism. I don't know, but like it, it is. It's Yogi calmer. Brain. It's calmer, but it's more focused and more. I think. Uh, but you know what? He doesn't like incense. He lights a cigar when he wants to ponder. That's yeah, what you, that's what I like about Jim that's, Knowles. I I don't think I've ever asked a defensive coordinator about his approach, and he said meditation and cigars. Yeah. 
whatever works, man. I appreciate that about him. It was great. Yeah. Listen, yes. the amount of alcohol that the Ohio State defense made people drink in the last three years, <laughs> if it takes a cigar to, to smooth it out, let's mm. get there. A really good cigar is totally underrated. Wow. Let's you get guys, there. You guys make great points. We learned a ton on Tuesday morning. We're going to keep breaking that down all week for you. We, as Tim said, we could probably stay out here for two hours on the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto, but we're not going to. We've got a lot more com uh, content and comments coming throughout the week. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Stay with us for full coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes at lettermanrow.com.